when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Hello, I'm John Holmes, and it's The The One Show Show, and this is part two of this week's The The One Show Show, working our way through the BBC's flagship early evening magazine programme with all the grace of the government negotiating Brexit. This week, our regular The The One Show shower, Mark Haynes, and, uh, well, Saturday morning Danny Baker botherer, Lou Pepper. I recognise a fellow risk-averse person. It was really? very risk-averse. I risk am averse. very fond of a caveat in anything, <laughs> anything that I think could well, possibly... I, think you'll I find can't it's, believe I'm here, actually. I, think you'll I find can't it, wait till you're hearing this little bit back while you're sitting yeah. in one of the rooms at the BBC <laughs> while a stern-faced head of BBC Radio 2 sits there tapping his pencil. <laughs> going, we heard you on that awful podcast. And the word is caveatism, by the way. <laughs> Uh, That pilgrimage show goes out on BBC Two, which is amazing because I I would have absolutely guaranteed it was Channel Five. And it's Leslie Joseph, Joseph. Les Dennis, Mm -hmm. and a woman they did introduce and I didn't recognise. Marine Bay, extraordinary eyebrows. Yeah, but they went here. here They are Les Dennis. Les has been on TV for fifty years. Les is sixty-five. We learned that. We learned that. I wrote that on my bit of paper. Uh, We had Leslie Joseph again, someone really familiar, and they just went. And this is Marine Babe. I think that was her name. I can't work it out. There was no sort of sense of who who she she? was from the new series of the Pilgrimage. Let's say welcome home to Leslie Joseph, Les Dennis, and. Marine Bay. Yeah. She was she was very interesting. She's very good on mm, the show. Yeah. I could do with a little bit of context. Yeah. Sometimes they over-explain, and then mm. sometimes you go, I d- please, yes. more, because yeah. we don't know who that person is. They went on this pilgrimage, as you say, this uh, for the um, Catholicism, and um, <laughs> and met the Pope, and they were quite excited about that. But th- let, forget all that, because then they moved on to Les Dennis-based graffiti. So all so apparently this has well, gone viral. I thought it was going to be part of the, part of the pilgrimage. No. It's been tagging his this, way yeah. through Italy. This was a little one shit. So apparently there's some, I, I hadn't seen this previously, but like on Twitter or whatever, there's been people posting pictures of the words Les and Dennis yeah. on various walls and canal sides. Uh, well, Les, we know you're quite the traveller and um, yeah. you've been leaving your mark in some, <laughs> well, I mean, all over the place. My mark. Fair, look. There you are. Oh, it's Norwich. Norwich. This is Norwich, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you know, yes. do you, what's all this about? It's you extraordinary. Know? You know, I I thought that it, 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 it just been photoshopped, and I on Twitter mentioned it that you know that this had happened, and then 
it just it just went viral. It went mental. But I you think know? after you, it was Bobby Davro. Yeah, they started. They started <laughs> they said, pop. Next one was Bobby Davro. It must be some post-impressionist artist. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know. I think it could still be you because you you've gone be worldwide me. now. <laughs> Has he gone? <laughs> if they go, don't laugh at the fact a plane got misdirected. Shouldn't laugh. Did you not think that they were going to say, you know, this is bad, obviously, it's because graffiti. people are yeah. writing on Roman yeah. walls and yeah. stuff around the country yeah. the yeah. words Les Dennis. Yeah. They used to write ball bag, but now we've it's, moved it's to Les Dennis. It's the same thing. I was surprised that they were like, oh, this is hilarious. This, they were one yeah. step away from going, everyone, go out there well, the, and send they, them in. They then said, because they showed the, the pictures around canal sides and all the rest of it, but then they said, well, um, we think you're behind this to him. And he didn't know whether they were joking or not, yeah. which they clearly were, shouldn't they? <laughs> uh, and then they said, so, yeah, but you've been, you've been travelling around doing it. And then he looked a bit horrified yeah. because they then showed a picture, which I think he thought they thought he'd done. But clearly it was a little one-show Photoshop joke. It was a picture of the oh. Taj Hall yes. with Les Dennis written on the dome yeah. and then they went and did it on the Great Wall of China wouldn't it have been great if they'd have done it on the cenotaph and gone <laughs> what have you got to say for yourself mate <laughs> Because, you know, and in this studio, two <laughs> police officers. Yeah. Oh. Les, you've given us so many laughs over the years, but you're now going to go to prison. <laughs> <laughs> then they showed a bit on Stonehenge. Yeah. And then you're absolutely right. Then they did their call out to the viewers to, to get in touch. And they said something like, so if you've seen this, I think that's where they were going with it. If you've seen any of this Les Dennis graffiti, do let us know. Still laughing about graffiti. Yeah. But it was almost, you're absolutely right. They almost said something like, you know, we'd love to hear from you. You know, if you violated an ancient monument <laughs> in any way at all, please get in touch. Maybe you're one of those tourists you hear about who have sex on Buddhist temples. <laughs> Send us your photos. Um, <laughs> Matt did a proper partridge section here. And I know we, with this time with Alan Partridge running at the minute, yeah. it seems like they must be watching it going, it's not actually like this show at all. You know, yeah. it's very, they don't understand it. And Matt did a little bit here where. They were talking on that for a call out on where where do you go for your personal pilgrimage? Yes, Tell us about that's it. Right. And Matt said, "Oh, I like to go back to my old school." <laughs> he said, and, "And I reminisce about where I've got to now." And I thought this is literally one of the specials that Alan Partridge does on sort of Sky, where he'll go back to his old school and go, "Oh, I see, I've made it." <laughs> uh, Tell us if also if you have a personal pilgrimage uh, to somewhere that means a lot to you. I I like to go back to my old school. I just Did kind you? of reminisce about yeah, what I imagined my future would be. And um, reflect where you got well, to. you know. Yeah. And then when you go, that is like a proper partridge link. Matt throws out too. Anyway, let's find out uh, from a woman about life after a double hand transplant. <laughs> <laughs> the Gibbons brothers must be sitting there going, there is no point in us continuing this series. <laughs> this is, they have ramped up their game to such a level that partridge now just seems normal. <laughs> Uh, also, we're going to be meeting Corrine Hutton this evening. Now, Cole will be telling us about life after a double hand transplant. Just wow. the most incredible story. Can't wait for you all to meet her. Excuse me, you've missed out the fact they did the link between a Welsh stained glass man and the Ku Klux Klan. Oh, this was that good. That was oh. the most one show of all yeah, segments yeah, yeah, yeah. I've ever seen. I didn't think this was a bad video. Welsh people can claim ni- a link to nearly everything in the world. But when they started going on about the Ku Klux Klan, I was like, well, how's Wales going to tie into <laughs> yeah, this? Yeah, Keris yeah. Matthews. They like to Very boast good. about being the home of a lot of things. But... <laughs> Keris Matthews said Ku Klux Klan. Her Welsh accent is so strong that you go, actually, that does sound Welsh. <laughs> <laughs> At 10.22am on September the 15th, 1963, 
Members of the Ku Klux Klan planted a bomb. Klan! 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 It was a video about the Welsh reaction to the bombing of a church in Alabama in 1963. By the way, they missed out on a... They titled their films now? Yes. Where was the title? Alabama? Oh, uh, nice. I mean, come on. Totally unacceptable. <laughs> nice. It was about a Welsh artist who had uh, given a piece of stained glass to replace the one in Alabama that had been blown out. Yeah. And you went, oh, that's a really nice That's a really nice thing to do. So he put a thing in the local paper asking for donations, and they raised 500 quid, and then it was doubled within a week to a grand. And I was thinking, what, where did the money go, right? So basically he's like, I'm going to make this stained glass window. <laughs> But I do need to be paid in full <laughs> to do him, it. It was for him to fly over with it <laughs> next to him on a seat. A big baby. Another thing that Karis Matthews said, which was funny, because sometimes the Welsh accent can sound very hard, it sounded like she was passing judgment on the subject. And she went, and at the heart of it was a black Christ. <laughs> <laughs> so he decided to go with the image of a black Christ. <laughs> it was a great piece of work. I really liked it. I've started using that as an expletive yeah. now. <laughs> I think it was that one where I went, oh, this is actually quite interesting. It is. Yeah, it yeah. was interesting. It, yeah. And they, they had a little link up, which had been pre-recorded for cheapness, uh, with the, the pastor of the Alabama <laughs> yes. church, who was inviting the people over. It was a good piece of local history. It was. Really strong Welsh accents all the way through. It didn't come close to the interesting nature of the hand graft oh, woman, though. Sepsis lady. Oh, oh this was... I zipped mm, through that one. No! Yeah, what? I I just thought it was going to be. I didn't. No. I thought that what I hope she's had her hands replaced with will not be <laughs> what they've been replaced with. So I thought, do you know what? I'm no. just going to carry on. This was John. Am- was it, it was lobsters? Am- <laughs> I was going to say lobsters. <laughs> That's really weird. Oh, it was. It was an incredible thing, though. This woman um, had had sepsis, yes, so she'd had uh, her hands and legs removed. Gotcha. Um, but she'd had this. She'd waited years to have hand transplants. I mean, like proper. Like they, they, she was also in the studio afterwards. Of course, were they so from they the same person? <laughs> well, they didn't specify mm. um, whether or not one was from because two left hands would be funny, wouldn't it, <laughs> or something? That'd be quite a weird, weird way to do it. <laughs> There's just didn't... a doctor waiting outside a piano testing factory <laughs> in the hope that the lids haven't been fitted correctly, <laughs> or, so, or hanging on Matt Baker's farm until an industrial accident occurs. <laughs> she said that, that when I had my hands amputated, that mm. the surgeons tucked all the nerves away inside in the hope that in the future this will be possible. Wow. And now it is. Mm-hmm. So she can use her hands, like, just normally. And they demonstrate that by having to scrape tea bags out of a tea caddy. It's, I mean, it's the obvious thing to do. the surfaces. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's nice to know that if you lose your hands, you'll still be able to do really mundane tasks yeah. that you don't want to do when you've got hands. Tell me some of the stuff you can do around the house now. So just being able to go in and get a tea bag out. Just new things. Um, or my latest trick. One-handed wiping, look. Look, with one hand and I can hold it where instead of the stumps before. Uh, I was, I mean, I I did think at some point she was going to tell us that they tried to strangle her in her sleep oh, or perfect. something. But, but that, that I could never play the violin before. <laughs> yeah, but that, <laughs> oh, that's what you want. And also, it must be weird to have a wank. It's all I in all, all, all I can think. And now my mum can't listen to this. Because <laughs> if you like someone else... I have to find my own enjoyment by dumping computers into the River Don in Sheffield <laughs> in the hope that Matt Baker will be angry when they're recovered. <laughs> Great Big Owl. What? 
Great Big Owl. Stop saying that. What about Great Big Owl? It's a family of podcasts. Ooh. Who's in this family? Well, there's Rule of Three. That's us. <laughs> there's Brian and Roger. Hi, Roger. It's Brian. There's the The One Show Show. There's oh, nowhere else nice. you would find a, a four or five minute film about Pine Martins. Yes. Without a sight of one Pine Martin at all in the film. There's Barry and Angelos. Oh, uh, gooch, gooch, chooch. Yeah. Remember that lovely one. And there's Smirch Pod. Could you eat first? I think we know. <sighs> well, I know. I don't know if I'd want to eat Lazenby. Basically, look for Great Big Owl on your pod, what's it? Good idea. Have we got a sting? Owls don't sting. Great Big Owl. Oh, I mean, this was full of films Tuesday, wasn't it? Because mm. then, then we went on to the Booze Cruise film. Which did have a good pun. Fill Your Boots, I'm sorry, was a cast iron gold pun. Yeah. Fill Your Boots. Good As well. cars drove onto a ferry to buy cheap wine. But that was it. The whole film off the Do you know what I noticed was in this? Pointless. Do you know what I noticed in this, which was really weird? They used the word pilgrimage in it. They did not. They did. They said loads of Brits what, were like embarking on a <laughs> yes. pilgrimage. And that was the same episode as the bit about Catholic pilgrimage. Early doors on a Sunday morning and hundreds of Brits are embarking on a pilgrimage. But this isn't your usual morning service. We're on our way to Calais for a booze cruise uh, uh, to collect wine for our wedding. Hey! And this is our big thing about yeah. do they pull them out? based on what's on the show. And the word pilgrimage yeah. is not one that you've heard mentioned on the one show before. Suddenly it's there, and that's the video that's in here. Interesting. I think it's a little algorithm they're doing. Yeah. I think it's I absolutely do. I loved this video, because this is the first time where I actually felt proud you of Britain for a long time. You first through hand, lady, I did. to I get did. to booze cruise. I did, and I made the right decision. <laughs> if that lady has got two massive hands put on that are really big, she should be on this booze cruise, because, <laughs> Jesus Christ, watching the British people try and fill up small cars Oh, with booze that is at least two and a half times bigger than the car. Yeah. It made me so fucking proud, John. I was so <laughs> proud to see the best of British. It was British engineering Just- and ingenuity. 
hang on a second, is all that going in there? Are you confident? Yeah, well, now I'm not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I was. And how many bottles do you think you've bought uh, here? In total, we've counted it's 600. 600. And yeah. so the saving on 600 bottles. We think, because we think they're half price, so we've, I think we've saved two and a half thousand pounds. Yeah, I reckon we'll be all right. If I can actually shut the boot. Okay, okay. okay. Moment of truth. bit of repacking going on to be able to shut the boot. In a supermarket run by a British man yep. with English... Su- there was not a sign you were Not a word of French. No, not a word of French. No. Even the Merlot had been Even translated to Merlin. Poor <laughs> <laughs> Frenchman was made to speak English. He was. It was just... He was the most charming man in the entire thing as well. He was really funny in a language that wasn't his own. Yeah. And that made me feel humiliated and sad that his job is sitting there while a load of British people go, oh, this costs 9 50 at home. It's only Five quid here, <laughs> buy 600 of them. <laughs> Which is what they were doing. I know. A book at a mobile home. Yes. Can I give you a hand? If you want. We don't know where we're going to put it. Don't worry. In the shower. Of course. Yes. Filling it up. Put it in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> his wife. Which they subtitled. Yes. <laughs> because it was she was she was all muffled inside the mobile home, trying to stack booze into oh. every available space. You, I, I, oh. I, will, I will say this: I, I, I watched it and I went, uh, "Aren't you people awful?" Uh. And I thought to myself, "I would love to do this. I really <laughs> would." Had a moment, Trent. It's only about an hour and a half to do. I know. I, I was thinking it'd be fucking brilliant. It was when yeah. they went. We haven't got time to look at the cheese. The cheese! The I cheese! The cheese! The cheese! <laughs> I'm going to have to buy another van. <laughs> <laughs> it was basically about the whole thing about Brexit. So people were really going... They uh, tried to get a Brexit family row in there, didn't they? They did. They, they got did. an older chap in the sun and yeah. tried to get forced them into a Brexit They were chat. like, are you sort of like, you know, the Brexit thing? And, and the chap sort of went, well, I'm of an older generation. <laughs> and the son went, yes, it's the elephant in the room. <laughs> and what it does is portray the split between, you know, leave and remain yeah. as being something that we all just go, oh, well, you know, <laughs> some call it potato and I call it potato. And it's not really that simple. It's not just a thing that you go, oh, that's fine. And Brexit overall, good times or worrying well, times? For me, great, but we're different generations, see. Oh, so, I see. Yeah. So we, <laughs> the family we, divide. We, we, we tend not to talk about it too much. Okay. Okay. It's, it's the permanent elephant in the room. Gotcha. <laughs> His son is basically in ten years' time going to have a really low standard of living, <laughs> and the dad is going to be safely dead. And so when it's presented as, mm, well, we all disagreed to. Di-. No, no. The son should have been throttling that man. Yeah, he's going to be uh, nailing metal parts to that motorhome and <laughs> yeah. using it as a tank driving around the post-apocalyptic world where um, petrol is currency. He will be wishing he'd saved some of those bottles to fight off the hordes <laughs> of hungry people who will be storming. Desperate for his cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Although, of course, post-Brexit, we will not be eating French cheese. No. Thank you, John. Uh, and also, anyway, we shouldn't laugh. <laughs> <laughs> there was a handbrake turn, actually, in this episode. It was mm-hmm. the only one I think I spotted. The and you mentioned pilgrimage and mm. that bit at the beginning where they said uh, the BA plane you shouldn't laugh you've all, but you've all come to the right place tonight yeah and then they said our guests have been on a long journey but their destination was never in doubt and that was when they introduced Les Dennis Leslie Joseph and the other one that we can't remember or yeah. didn't know. Marine Babe thank you whoever that still is I don't think that's her name by the no. way. <laughs> 
<laughs> no one's called Marine Babe, surely. Not outside of Captain Scarlet. Yes. Uh, Lou, you sat and watched Thursdays, by which time I'd given up. Now, Thursday, Howard Donald was given the privilege that Richard Carpenter wasn't, in that there were no other guests. Really? How would... No one... Have neither of you seen this? No. No. Oh, man! (laughs) A, BBC people will uh, know this, they closed the entire piazza so that he could drive about two yards in a Beetle. (laughs) Nuts. (laughs) Try to go from one building to another and the one show is barricaded <laughs> off the entire piazza just they, they do, do one stunt really drives me nuts um, I think it was Matt said gymnastical which really upset good, me good. Right. let's make it clear as well That's... Matt is well into gymnastics he does the gymnastic commentary on the BBC so for him That's not true. to quite it know was, what it's called it was a VT about breakdancing potentially being in the Olympics right and of course they were at a train station of course they tried to get some ladies of a certain age to do it and they wouldn't there God, we go. what is funnier I wish you'd seen than it. unyoung women because you <laughs> said that it was subdued earlier in the week mm. if Alex wasn't pregnant I'd have said she was hammered <laughs> so I assume she's a massive take that fan because she was mental wow. she was so giddy in, in Howard's presence that it was astonishing to behold. I, I like Giddy Alex. I've seen her do she it sometimes. She, she, was, she was exactly how you, make, you want your mate to be after one glass of wine. You go, yeah. all right, now we're out. <laughs> now we're out. And that was exactly... And I was like, God, she's, oh, no, she can't be. She's pregnant. But boy, was she going for it. Wow. Um, oh, they, I can't talk to you. But they did a weird VT about children living above Chinese takeaways. <laughs> I'm going back and watching this. <laughs> so am I. This sounds brilliant. Kids who work in their parents' Chinese takeaways, mm. alongside a guy who did work in his parents' Chinese takeaway and now was a massive media uh, um, property mogul. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm still not quite sure why we had the VT at all. Well, that makes sense. We never should. <laughs> like 12-year-old and 14-year-old working in their parents' takeaways. Yeah. Except for the fact that one of the girls' dads doesn't speak any English. Mm. So she acts as an interpreter. So they interviewed him and they had a subtitle up. He spoke uh, for about three minutes and the subtitle didn't change. (laughs) And I want Chinese people to tell me what it was he was actually saying. Because he went, it's a bit of a shame for her, but she does get some experience. I mostly need to translate for my dad because he can't understand English. It was just some one-show rant about what the hell the programme is. There's definitely a funny uh, shift they've done recently, like the window cleaner in Retford and the guy last week. They've got a weird thing where they're really up for young entrepreneurs. Yes. That's a big thing that's come in. And I I don't want to see anything about entrepreneurs. They're all awful. Yes. Young or old clear why they did it at all. Oh, Howard Donald confessed to stealing Lino from a, from a house <laughs> to do breakdancing. No, when he was a kid, he broke into a house that was up for sale and stole Lino off the kitchen Hashtag floor. Hashtag surviving Howard Alex Donald. Alex got a bit panicky at this point, going, Howard? 
Lino is like because she said free. That I, he went. I nicked it. She went from a skip. He went. No, someone's kitchen. Jesus she Christ, was having a bit of yeah. a wobble. Oh, oh, live television. When you were when you were break dancing back and when you were really you know working out all your skills and this that and the other. What what sort of sort of environment were you doing that in? Were you just turning up? On we were doing it in apartments. We were doing it in uh, flats, apartments. I mean, I even got done off the police once for pinching Lino out, out of somebody's um, ki- kitchen. Oh, no, skip. <laughs> out of someone's kitchen, we basically broke into this house, which which was uh, an empty house. Right. And uh, we took the liner off, well, at, literally off the kitchen. We, so you could use it to spin on? Yeah, so we could it? use it to spin on, but we didn't get the chance because we got caught literally one minute later. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so it wasn't good. No, I would have been mortified if somebody had taken my liner no. <laughs> to break dance on. So, the other VT... I can't believe you haven't seen this. <laughs> it's about a grave in Ireland where a, a minister in the 1800s was a local healer. And when he died, he went, I'm going to carry on healing you all through the soil of my grave. <laughs> this is the right. best thing I've ever heard in my I life. I can't believe I didn't watch this one. His stipulation is brilliant because he future-proofed it. Mm. I will continue to heal all the things I've been healing now through the soil. So he knew he couldn't cure, like, AIDS. <laughs> so he just said he was only going to be able to cure the things that he was currently able to cure, probably Wicklows and a couple of... You know, <laughs> Bunions. Yeah, warts. <laughs> knew that there's going to be future illnesses and diseases he couldn't possibly cover. But people are now going there because a guy has done a study into it and there's a... I'm not... I'm not even joking. Um. There's an antibiotic in that soil they've Amazing. never found anywhere else. Amazing. What? It's like a pathogen in that soil. This, this should be the front page, page of the yes, fucking exactly. paper. So now people are going there, but it gets even better. Apparently, you take a spoon's worth of the soil, you put it under your pillow for four days, and you bring the soil back. Otherwise, it doesn't work. <laughs> what? I think someone's meddled uh, yeah. with the... You need uh, to bring the soil back and place it on the £2 coin. And yeah. then they said, and it's his, this news has brought more people to the town, and we went and spoke to the local publican, who's also the undertaker. Nice. Which, really? Nice. He's making a bit of money out Isn't of... He yeah. Isn't he, though? Isn't he, though? He's making a bit of money out of people taking spoons of soil, and he's the undertaker and the <laughs> and only then, publican uh, next to it. Fun. What if the soil is actually toxic and he's trying to get you to come back because he knows it takes about a a week for it to act. That's a Scooby-Doo episode. (laughs) So so this soil, we've detected this pathogen and it's very like human piss. (laughs) (laughs) But they came off the back of it and I thought Howard Donald had done the best pun Mm. of anyone in the world and then I went back and he hadn't (laughs) because they said something about you look, you're 50, you look so young and he went... Oil of Ole, but I thought he said soil of Ole. And I'm like, oh, mate! Amazing! Yeah, yeah. But he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> you said earlier on that you, you know, you're in your 50s now. How? I mean, you look. Stop going on about it! <laughs> I mean, you know. I'm trying look to make to people look. forget about that. So fit and so healthy. What is your secret? Oh, gosh. Uh, it's oil of Ule. No, no, it's. Um, <laughs> no, it's um... He then described how he's just been on some fast where he was on the toilet all day and he had to drink olive oil and grapefruit juice. What a life. These, and Alex Jones was looking absolutely Ugh. appalled. Imagine, do you know, I, I, I back in the day when Go I was home working... Go and watch the episode. It was a humdinger. I was oh, working I mean, at Capital Radio. We did one of the first reunions that Take That did at Wembley Arena. And they said, we're going to give you three hours with the guys behind the scenes. Yeah. And we were like, this is going to be brilliant. And we spent three hours in a room half the size of this one that was literally five foot six 
before the, the ceiling was there. Yeah. It stank of chlorine because Wembley Arena used to be a swimming pool. <laughs> and the guys were sitting in there sweating and it was awful. And when they finally sort of went, you're on stage, they were relieved to... And you suddenly see the reality of a pop star's life is so shit yeah. that for him, it would be a brilliant break to be sitting on a toilet, having drunk a load of olive oil, <laughs> having the world's worst shit. <laughs> There was not a, there was not a bit of Howard Donald's life that I was not familiar with by the end of that. Good. Wow. And Alex Jones got into this real thing about how you can tell she's actually got a young kid, and she knows there's going to be another one because she get, she kept going on about how brilliant it'd be for him to be away from his kids. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be a break though, won't it? Yeah. Oh, you'll be on your own. He's like, yeah, my missus has got to look after one of her own. You know, it's worth. I miss my kids. It's worth no, saying. No, you're going to love no, it. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. It, it's worth saying. I mean, that's exactly what this podcast is. <laughs> <laughs> we only record for an hour because it means an extra hour away. <laughs> yeah, it's, all, it's true of all of it. We've got no interest in either the one show or podcasting. <laughs> That's why we haven't watched it. <laughs> well, you missed the episode of the week. Oh. Stuart Copeland on Wednesday. Did you see Stuart Copeland no, on Wednesday? Of, so, the, of the police. Very much so of the police. He is the uh, the drummer of the police, of course, and by far the most charismatic of the police because yeah. Sting is a charisma dementor. Yep. And Doing adverts now with Shaggy. Have you seen it? They're, they're oh, performing yes. together. Yeah. They, they've got. They've had. Mad, haven't they had an album, album out yeah. together. But it's someone driving a car and Sting and Shaggy are singing in the back of the car. Oh, if I was driving that car, we'd be going into a river. Yeah. <laughs> With your computer. Yeah. We've, we've given him a posthumous Victoria Cross. <laughs> but Copeland was interesting. He was talking about, uh, there was a film about Kim Philby, uh, you know, the third man, the Cambridge Spiring yep. and so on and so forth. And they got his granddaughter on, again, somebody from the family presenting a film to save money, yep. um, talking about how she still loved her granddad, even though he betrayed and was responsible for the death of loads of his colleagues uh, and she said but I still loved him um, and then during this chat she then said and I've sort of written about all this in my new novel that I've got out and he go, oh I see there we are I see There's but it turned rub. out Stuart Copeland's family knew uh, Kim Philby as well so the, again whether which way round the algorithms oh, went oh, I yeah. don't know are you telling me the police were involved in Kim <laughs> Philby man I knew it all along but I liked Copeland he was uh, a very good guest yeah uh, full of the energy full of the chat hey, well, do you uh, know what he is John he's an American That'll be it, won't it? He's an American yeah. and they're used pros. to doing this and they're pros. Like Richard Carpenter, he comes yeah. on, you know, he, he kind of goes, well, you he know, what is this? While, but while they read out people saying, I had your song at my wedding. Yeah. As if Richard Carpenter has never been uh, told uh, before. Do you know what? In fairness, there was one little bit which was a guy going, you know, I'm, I think I'm 14 years old and I'm, I'm just obsessed with all your music. And they had a photo of him in his bedroom with all the records nailed to the wall. Yeah. And it cut back to Richard Carpenter and he just, he thought, I'm not even going to say anything. No, just no. quiet. And then a woman did a long little oh. self tape where she, she went. She went. I mean, it's just meant so much. And he went, "Oh, that's really nice to hear." And I was like, "Oh, so you can speak? It's just that you chose not to with that kid." You were like, "I'm not getting involved in this in any way." No, I don't like this boy. It was very like the Partridge Shrine, wasn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the Partridge thing. That woman who did that thing, uh, the, the little self video. She said that you know they've asked me to choose the ones who clearly said to pick your favourite Carpenter song to tell him about. And she said it's like. It's like trying to choose. I can't. It's like trying, trying to, to choose, choose your favourite, favourite child. child. Yeah. And then she said, but if I had to pick one. <laughs> I know, she went and straight I wanted for to go, it. It's my daughter. <laughs> I, I, I would literally pay money to remake Sophie's Choice with that woman in it. And it lasts for five minutes where they go, you've got an impossible choice. And she goes, well, that one. <laughs> <Yeah>. Done. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's it. Thank you very much, Mark. Thank you very much, Lou, Cheers, uh, no for problem. watching the whole thing. We'll be back next week. Please do rate, review, and tell your friends about this podcast because it cannot be right. It cannot be right that some people that are wildly off mic talking about animal husbandry or makeup tips or romantic comedies or some such are higher in the charts than we are. I mean, it's entirely understandable. But it's not right. But whatever you do, remember this. When you look at the television to look at the one show, the one show also looks back into you. Goodbye. Hello, my name is Pete Ellison. This is Dave Cribb. Hello, and we do a podcast called Friends with Friends, as you might have guessed from the music that's playing underneath, uh, which is a sort of lo-fi rendition of the Friends theme tune for rights reasons. We get a different guest on every week on our podcast to talk about their favourite episode of Friends. And we look through it in excruciating detail. We pick through levels of plots like no one has ever done before. So if you like Friends or just listening to people talking, which are both valid activities, do look us up on the old podcast app and that friends with friends and we're on twitter at friends wf when it comes to your finances you think you've done it all you've saved you've researched and you've invested all that you can now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor yahoo finance As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.